Hello world, it's Charmaine Campbell and I am back with another episode of Your Life Has Possibilities. Sit back and relax. We are now on episode 31 of season two. Yes. So if you're looking for a podcast that is spirit led, you have found the correct one for your listening pleasures. Feel free to listen to this while you're working out on your way to work or if you have some downtime. And I thank you in advance for giving your time to Your Life Has Possibilities. As I stated, we are now on episode 31. And the topic today is talking heads. That's right. I was watching a new show on CNN And there's been so much back and forth jargon on um, the new presidential election and things going on at the state level and protests and COVID. And I'm like, all of these heads just look like they're going blah, 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 blah. And no one is really making sense. I said, it sounds like a bunch of talking heads. I wonder if this is an actual term. So I Googled it and guess what? Talking heads was a famous rock group. They sold a lot of albums and they were very famous, but I end up finding a definition for talking heads. And so you might say, well, what is a talking head? And it sounds strange, doesn't it? It puts like this visual of a whole bunch of heads and they're just, their mouths are just moving. But guess what? It's actually relatable to our society today. And there are um, two definitions that um, I found. And so the first definition is like a close-up picture of a person who was talking, especially someone who's participating in like a talk show, like on Jeopardy or Hollywood Squares or um, Will of Fortune, you know how the camera will pan in on that individual. That's considered to be a talking head or a newscaster when they're recording them, when they're doing um, some type of story or something that's happened and you can't see their full body. That's considered a talking head. But the one definition that stuck out to me was in the Urban Dictionary. Yes, the Urban Dictionary had a definition for talking head, which is considered a person whose talk is empty and pretentious. And I want to focus on the latter part of that definition for the sake of this podcast. And so let's focus on the definition of pretentious if you don't know what that word means. So pretentious is someone or something that claims to be very important or grand. Um, An example of a pretentious um, person is someone who is saying they deserve a table at a crowded restaurant because of who they are. So, you know, like I'll use an example. You go to the Cheesecake Factory. Raise your hand if you like Cheesecake Factory. I love it. Um, here in Columbus, you'll have to wait at least an hour to an hour and a half if you if you don't get there between a certain hour. And so a pretentious person might feel like, um, I'm not going to wait. Do you know who I am? I need a table and I need a table now. And so oftentimes in life, we can get caught up in titles and the materialistic side of life and who we believe ourselves to be, um, thinking that we're the grand dom. Um, but I, and I'm not against material things. I like a nice car. I like a nice home and I like to buy beautiful things, but we also have to be humble in who we are and what we possess and the gifts and talents that we have. 
um, because we are representative of Christ and we need to be a light. His word clearly says in John 10, 10, that he's come to give life and life more abundantly. So we already know that he wants us to have grand things. He wants us to have nice things, but in all considerations, they're all blessings of God and we must carry ourselves in a certain way. And I was reminded of my very first training day I had as a principal and I will never forget sitting in the room and they were talking to us about how we should represent ourselves in a community and you know the things that we talk about and the panels we serve on when we're in a community and also the way we dress <laughs> you know we're representative of the district at all times and the last piece that really stuck out to me was <laughs> that we are on 24 7 365 and it seemed like all these alarms just went off like ding 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 and i'm like what do you mean 24 7 365 and until i came into the job um i realized as a principal i am on 24 7 365 because if i have a family who's in need of food or shelter or something is happening, I have to be there to provide their social welfare, their care, their social mental support. Um, if I'm not able to do it, I have to find a way for them um, to know that I am there for them and I do love and care for their children. And that's me being a steward over what God has placed in my hands. And that's where I want us to focus on is not to be pretentious or not to get caught up um, an empty talk and be considered a talking head because in the grand scheme of things, we all want blessings that God has for us. We want to be sure that we use the gifts and talents he has placed in our hands for his kingdom. And so I was reminded of the parable, um, of the talents in, in Matthew 25, 14 through 30. And I want to read it to you quickly. So if you want to study it later on, feel free to do so, but it's a very good story. Uh, Matthew 25, 14 through 30 says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man, according to his several abilities, straightway took his journey. Then he had received the five talents, went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he had received two. He also gained other two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh back and reckoneth with them. And so he had received five talents, came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained besides them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things, and I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. His Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not straw. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not straw. 
Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him and give it to him which have ten talents. For unto every one that have shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that have not shall be taken away, even that he have. And cast ye that the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow, that's deep. That's real deep. And as I was thinking about this whole term of talking heads and using our gifts and talents and being stewards over what God has placed in our hands, we don't want to miss out on using the gifts and talents he has given us. We don't want to die with gifts within us because of fear or because we weren't humble enough for God to truly use us. And so if we look at the beginning of that definition I shared, um, it's one of my go-tos in life. When I thought about it and reflected, I said, you know what? I don't have empty conversations. Have you ever found yourself having an empty conversation with the talking head where you're trying to double the talents that you have, where you have fasted and prayed and and ask God to come into your plans and for his absolute will to be done in your life. And you find yourself amongst those who are having empty conversations and they're just a pure direct distraction. Think about that. And and as I thought about that, I, I heard a pastor I was listening to and his name is Keon Henderson. And he says, be careful when you are at the door of plenty. So the one servant who had five and went out and gained five more, he now had 10 and the one that had one talent, which was considered money back then. And he hid it in the dirt under the earth. And the man said, take it out and give it to the one who now has 10. The one that has now 10 now has 11 and he's at the door of plenty. And when this pastor said that, I said, oh, wow, the door of plenty. So let's talk about this door of plenty and why you have no time for talking heads. Okay. This is the area where you are winning. Okay. All of us have an area in our life where we are winning. Look at where you are happy. Wherever you're happy, guess what? Here comes the enemy trotting his little way in, trying to find any weak person that he can use to knock you off of your block, to knock you off of your square, to put some squares in your circle. That's what he does. You finally meet your soul, your soul, man, he's so cute. He's nice. He loves the Lord. Guess what? Here comes the enemy trying to infiltrate the system or where you're in church. Here comes the enemy trying to stop you from your assignment trying to stop you from serving, trying to offend you and trying to block the blessings that God has for you. And when I thought about this, I said, guess what? That old evil scheming devil is nothing but a talking head himself. You must be prepared and ready for him when you are at the door of plenty. Don't allow that talking head to come 
and steal from you what God has given to your hands, what God has blessed you with. If he's giving you five talents, so be it. That's what he's giving you. And if he, if God chooses to double it in your life, so be it. You are now at the door of plenty. But guess what? Because you're listening to your life has possibilities, you understand that you need to be ready. Oh, you starting that new business? Oh, you trying to do a new diet and look good? Here he comes. Are you ready? Are you ready? Have you asked God to be in your plans? Have you asked God to direct and order your steps? Or are you going to take your talent and bury it under the earth? You know, because in life, we face so much. And life can be so disheartening at times. And and it's so hard to find an encouraging word. So, you know, when you watch the news, we're either hearing something about bombings or wars or famines and wildfires and typhoons and COVID and, and bubonic plagues and flying snakes and cicadas and, and storm, sandstorms. I'm just like, what in the world? We are bombarded with so many negatives. But guess what? There truly is one answer during times like this. It doesn't matter how many talking heads are around you. Guess what we need to do? Draw near to God. Pull out his word, read it, ponder it, reflect on it, and read about the spiritual talking heads. Yes, spiritual talking heads. And the first spiritual talking head I'm going to talk about is Daniel. I love the book of Daniel whose name given to him means God is my judge. But because he lived in a heathen country, okay, America, but he lived in Babylon, he had to move his, he had to have his name changed. And this was the type of brainwashing associated, associating a person with a certain name. When tempted with the heathen's king's delicacies, Daniel made up in his mind that he would not defile himself. Read it in Daniel 1 and 8. God blessed his obedience and God gave him knowledge and intelligence in every branch of literature and wisdom. Just like the man blessed the one with the five talents, he gave him five more. That is really a parable for how God will bless you when you truly use the gifts and talents he has given you for his good. Read it in Daniel 1 and 17. God blessed him with more knowledge, more intelligence in every branch of literature and knowledge. And even though Daniel found himself in the midst of heathen Babylon, guess what? Heathen Babylon was not found in him. Even though the enemy might come to kill, still and to destroy, guess what? He can't have you. He can't have a part of you because if you find yourself in God, guess what? God is going to be in you. And guess what? Daniel stayed strong in God. He had a strong prayer life. He had a strong fasting life. And Daniel made godly decisions. And guess what? At the end of it all, God blessed him. Even though the three Hebrew boys found themselves in the fiery furnace, let's get with it. The fire had no effect on them. Read it in Daniel 3.27. Daniel was appointed to a high office. Officers conspired against him and he found himself sleeping with the lions. Guess what Daniel did? Laid, the, laid on the lions like it was a pillow. He wasn't even afraid. He had no fear in him. God sent his angel who shut the lion's mouth and they never harmed him. Read it in Daniel 6, 22. I'm telling you, get with the word of God. 
and it will reveal to you exactly all things God has for you. No matter how things work in this wicked world, no matter what ungodly world decisions are made, God will ultimately vindicate his people, his own people, against the proud and wicked who oppress them. The proud and wicked can't do anything to God's people. Nothing. It doesn't matter what is going on in this world with this whole COVID and quarantining and social distancing. I want to leave with you five lessons that you should learn from the parable of the gifts and talents. So the first one we should learn is that this parable teaches us that success is a product of our work. Okay. Nothing is given to us by being slothful or lazy or laying in the bed. Okay. Using all the God talents that he's given us to produce the return expected by the master. We are to work what he has given to us. Okay. Number two, the parable of the talents teaches us that God always gives us everything we need to do what he has called us to do. Okay. Just as the master expected his servants to do more than passively preserve what has been entrusted to them. This is the same thing God expects of us. God expects us to generate a return by using our talents towards a productive end. Not for us, but for him. Number three, the parable of the talents teaches us that we are not all created equal. Remember, one man, one servant was given five, one servant was given two, and one servant was given one. Okay? We do not want to protest that life is unfair. That's like saying God doesn't know what he's doing. We must know that diversity is woven into the fabric of creation. All of us were not created equal. This is why the reward given by the master is not the same. The master measures success by degrees of effort as we should. You understand that? It comes from the fact that it takes just as much work for the five talent servant to produce five more talents as it does the two talent servant to produce two more talents. Okay. The, the master understood that one talent service was not capable of producing as much as the five talent servant. So don't ask for more than what you can handle is what I'm trying to say is what the word of God is trying to say. If you can't handle what God has given you now, why ask for more? If you know you can't work and handle a business and raise your children and be a loving parent and serve in the church, why ask for God to bless you with more? Ask God to help you with what you have in your hand so that you can be a light for him and for you can, so that you can produce what he expects for you to produce. Not ask for more than you're trying to juggle all of this that you can't handle. God is not going to give you more than what you can handle. He's not going to allow you to make a mess of yourself. And the very last one. Oh, I'm sorry. Number four, the parable of the talents teaches us that we work for the master, not our own selfish purposes. This is a very important one. We should maximize the use of our talents, not for our own selfish purposes, but to honor God. We know that we work in a fallen world, okay? 
because of the curse of sin, our work will be difficult, but we should feel satisfaction. Listen to this enjoy from doing our very best with what God has given us in the place where his providence puts us. Let me repeat that. But we should feel satisfaction and joy from doing our best with what God has given us in the place where his providence puts us seeking to succeed in order to honor him. And the very last point, number five, the parable of the talent shows us that we will be held accountable. Yes. I talked about this stewardship with a capital S. The parable of the talents is not about salvation or works, righteousness, but about how we use our work to fulfill our earthly callings. Guess what? The unfaithful steward in this parable did, didn't so much waste the master's money, but guess what he did? Listen to this. He wasted an opportunity. We are all given choices, decisions, and opportunities. And you don't ever want to waste an opportunity out of those three. As a result of that wasted opportunity, he was judged wicked and lazy. We are responsible for what we do for God with what we have been given. And one day we will be held responsible. And what we hear from the master on that day is up to what we do. I don't know about you, but I want him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I don't want to have gifts and talents and not use them for the purpose of what the master has called me to do with them, for the purpose of building up his kingdom for the purpose of allowing my light to shine and to be a blessing to others, to show others that they have a purpose in their life as well. Not jaw jacking and gossiping and backbiting and wasting opportunities that have been placed in my hand. I wanna use everything that's been placed in my hand and I, and I always pray and ask God to allow me to see what he has for me on that day when I wake up. How do you want me to be a blessing? How do you want me to use, to be used by you today? So my friends, remember to stay away from the talking heads. I do hope that you have enjoyed this episode number 31. Yes, we are coming to the end of season two. I'm super excited. I have some great interviews coming up for you. And I'm super excited about season number three. And I thank all of my faithful listeners for sticking by me, giving me the feedback and also subscribing. Remember to leave your review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you go at the bottom, rate it and write a review. Remember to also follow me on Instagram at Your Life Has Possibilities. You can follow me on Facebook, Charmaine Campbell. And you can also visit my website, www.yourlifehaspossibilities.com. I do um, update the website weekly, but I'm a little bit behind on my Wednesday Wisdoms. But if you check weekly, the Wednesday Wisdoms for parents will be up to date. As I always do, I let you know what I'm reading. And right now I am reading Breakthrough Soul Separately written by my sorority sister, Brandy Harvey. It's a really good book. You can find it on Amazon. 
It's about stepping out of the boat and walking on water, basically walking out of the norm, walking out mediocrity. We don't want to be mediocre based off of what God has placed in us. Right now, I'm listening to Tasha Cobb. She has a really good song out called Intercession. And I'm listening to all the new songs by Tribal Music, especially the song The Reason and the story I'll tell by Naomi Rain. If you are not hip to Tribal Music, I suggest that you go on YouTube and subscribe. And every time they have a new premiere out, you will be up on their new music. And I'm super excited to announce to you my new endeavor Yes, I have possible merch. Yes, you listen to this possible this possible podcast. You can represent with the possible merch. I have so many different t-shirt designs. Weekly new designs will be added to my platform. And you can find all of my designs. There are t-shirts, there are hoodies, coffee mugs, socks. I have fanny packs. I have face masks, and for every face mask that I sell, a dollar will be automatically donated to children in need to feed children who are hungry. Teespring automatically deducts that dollar for me. All right, and you can find my Teespring store at teespring.com backslash stores backslash the dash possible dash store dash two. And as always, remember your life has possibilities.